0: and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Hi, I'm Dr. Joseph Warnwalker III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in to Next Level Leader Podcast. This is the place where we grow together and leaders come together from all around the world to share, uh, to collaborate, to hear strategies that we believe can really help you as a leader get to the next level. I want to thank all of you so much. Many of you have been so very, very kind in sharing this podcast with folks around the world. I want to thank you. It's not a day that goes by. Someone doesn't DM me on social media or walk up to me and tell me how this podcast is blessing their lives. That's what it's all about. So I want to encourage you to share it with someone else. Please share it. We want people to understand leadership is so important that we've got to have the tools available to help us become the leaders that God would have us to become. So, With that being said, I want to thank you in advance for doing that. Also, I want to encourage you to follow me on Instagram at josephwalker3. That's josephwalker3. Post, let me know if it's blessing you. Also, I'd like you to go to josephwalker3.org for more content and information that we believe can really be a blessing to you. Our books are out there. Of course, they're on Amazon. We've written several books, and I hope that you find something that will help you, even if. It's your desire for us to come in and train your team, talk to you, mentor you individually. You can do it from that space. So I hope that you will take advantage of that. Today, I want to talk about emotional discipline. Let that sink in for a moment. Emotional discipline. As a leader, it's going to be so important at the onset that you understand how to manage your emotions. And there is a discipline involved. Because you must understand, leadership is tough business. You're going to experience a lot of different things that come at you, attempt to distract you, upset you. But when you are measured in your responses, when you have a steady hand in leadership, you don't panic, but you appropriately know how to respond in certain situations, it means that you have a sense of discipline. And the responsibility you have of leadership is, is not lost with you. You understand that how you react and respond impacts the people who follow you. I want to give you some things that I believe can be of help because that many of us right now, let's be honest, <laughs> boy, we lament, we complain, our emotions are all over the place, and we transfer that even to the workplace. We transfer it into our leadership capacities where people can sense that we are frustrated or upset, and it can change the entire environment of the organization. So let's talk. The first thing I want to share with you is don't take the bait of offense. Wow. You know, Stormy O'Morden wrote that book about that, right? (laughs) The Bait of Satan. You have got to get to a point in your life where you do not take the bait. So many of us, when we get offended, people cross us the wrong way. We take that bait and we run with it, and then we become retaliatory. We become distant, bitter, et cetera, all because we've allowed what has happened to us to control us for the remainder of the day, the week, month, year, lifetime. So it's important that you don't take the bait. You know that this is a tactic of the enemy to get you off your game. So what I've learned to do is whenever I'm offended, I have to pause and ask myself, why did this come? Why is this challenge occurring? But I cannot take the bait and get caught on the hook of offense because therefore I am no longer in control of my emotions, but I am now being puppeted in my emotions by that circumstance. You have to realize, man, that is how it happens. You know, in sports, one of the things you'll discover, particularly on football field or basketball field, you ever seen a player get into it with another player, and the defensive player pushes the offensive player, and when the offensive player pushes that person back, the penalty is thrown on the offensive player as if the offensive player started it, but he didn't, it's always that second response that gets penalized. Same on the basketball court. It's always that retaliatory response that gets the attention. It's never the initial thing. So keep in mind, whenever you have offense, it's never the initial thing. The enemy is trying to get you to be penalized. He's trying to get you to lose traction. And you've got to be very, very careful that you don't take the bait. Now the second thing I want you to hear today which I think is equally as important is spend time centering yourself before the grind. The hustle and bustle of what we do as leaders is so important, I get it. It's a lot of responsibility, but one of the things I've learned to do is to center myself, to be still in the morning when I work out, I go upstairs and I I just center myself looking at nature and just center myself in prayer and talk to God and really just get myself in a place where I'm clear about my assignment. I I divest myself of thoughts and things that could contaminate my spirit. And I open the day up with a with a blank slate saying, you know, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. So as a leader, it's going to be important. This is why people go to yoga, why people work out in the morning, because you've got to center yourself. You can't just get up and uh, you be in a left space. You know, you, you're in this space where you're still carrying over the residue of the offense and bitterness and anger. From the day before. So just when you wake up in the morning, spend time or even throughout the day, find a moment that works for you. Shut down everything. Social media, shut down everything. Be still, turn the phone off and say, I'm centering myself before I take this grind up again. The grind itself is enough to occupy so much of your time, so much of your mental space. But when you center yourself, it truly, truly helps. The third thing that I think is important is don't become consumed with someone else's emotional environment. Now, you'll hear me talk about this so much. I've had to share this with my team because they know me. They have to tell me, hey, you know, I know this person may be dealing with this or this may be going on, but this is ultimately what's happening behind the scenes. Although I may have some contextual awareness of what a person's uh, affect is or what they're doing, what I cannot do, listen, I cannot be consumed with where they are emotionally that it hinders me from accomplishing my task. Sometimes we get so consumed with someone else's emotional environment that we're trying to figure them out. We're trying to, you know, straighten them up. We're trying to fix them. When in fact, we cannot control that. You can't control someone else's insecurities, someone else's shortcomings. You've got to realize it is often what it is. Are you hearing me? Now, here's number four, and I want to spend some time here that your emotion establishes, watch this, the atmosphere of your work environment. You as a leader have to take responsibility for the climate that occurs at the workspace. Sometimes you don't realize that people are watching you, looking at how you're going to respond to crises, how you're going to respond to different challenges. And when you learn the power of really saying, I am going to make sure my emotions are in the right place, it helps you, your team, your organization move forward. This is so important, right? So people are watching to see if you're going to panic. They're watching to see if you're going to doubt because the moment you do is the moment they do. If it's not working for you, how could it possibly work for them? And this is why I really want you to understand this. I want you to take some time and realize when you go into that office, that's why I said center yourself. When you walk into that class, when you. Walk into that meeting. You can control the environment. People can be having a Debbie downer day, but when you walk in with energy and excitement and saying, let's go, let's conquer the world, that goes a long way. What leaders understand is how do I shift an atmosphere? I do it by maintaining a level of positivity. I do it because I am consistently letting people know that no matter what problems we have, we have greater blessings in front of us. But number five, listen to this. Boy, this will bless somebody. Every good opportunity is not a God opportunity. Can I park there for a moment? Sometimes we think when opportunities come to us, oh, that's God. Oh, God wants me to do this. The door opened up. That never would have happened in any other circumstance. But what I want you to hear clearly today is just because it's a good thing, it doesn't mean it's a God thing. Because what God does, he factors in everything. He factors in everything we've been through, our capacities. He's factoring in our tolerance level. And he knows whatever opportunity he presents to us, it'll be tailor-made for our situation. So what you don't want to do is chase just every good opportunity because you can miss God in the midst of it. Ooh, this is so rich, y'all. I hope you guys are getting it. But number six, listen carefully. Balance your heart with your head. You have got to come to a place, yes, sometimes these decisions are made in our headspace. They manifest because we had no buffer, no discipline, no emotional fences around us. So everything was just out there in the open. But when you understand how to walk in these seasons unapologetically, amazing things begin to happen. I want you to understand balancing your heart with your head is key. Balancing your heart with your head. What are you saying? I'm saying people know your heart, man. When people understand where your heart is, they'll trust your decisions. Even if they don't understand the decisions you are making, they will trust it because they understand that your heart is right. There is no substitute for a great heart for a leader, having a great heart. David, in the Bible, the scripture says he was one after God's own heart man, it is the heart, it is, it is the compassion, it is the consistency, it is the care and concern, it's the heart, the ability to pause and to say, I care about you, I'm checking on you. You'd be amazed at what that would do for many of your leaders, many of the folks who work with you and around you, for you to just take a moment and just pick up the phone, not send a text, but to pick up a phone and just check on them. When you have a team of people, when you check on them, when you care about them, Ask about their families. It's about your heart. People see your heart. So you have to balance it. Yes, there are moments in which I have to execute without excuse. There are moments in which I have to be honest that I'm tired. There are moments when I, you know, have to just be honest about where I am. But at the same time, I've got to balance my heart. I've got to let people know that even though I'm having these different extremities of emotions, I yet have the right heart. You can ever get that. You can ever lock in on having the right heart. man. It will bless you. It will go so far because ultimately God can trust you. Let's talk about what we've learned so far before we review number seven or we get to number seven rather and I want to break this down. So number one, we're not going to take the bait of offense. We know what's happening. We know Satan is going to tempt us. He's going to come and try to distract us and derail us. But we as leaders must understand every single day, I can't Take the bait. How important is that as a leader to have the discipline to say, I can't take the bait? But I also want to make sure, as a next level leader, that I'm spending time, spending time, listen carefully, not consumed with someone else's emotional environment, but spending time executing the vision that God has given to me to execute. So I want you to get out of other people's emotional environment. Stop trying to figure it out. Stop trying to fix it and just operate in your lane and do what God has called you to do as a next level leader. But number three, don't be consumed with someone else's emotional environment, right? Don't be consumed. But then spending time. Let's go back. Spending time centering yourself before the grind. How about that? How about making sure that we are spending that quality time with ourselves, with God, spending that time getting ourselves centered with all the things pulling us apart. It's important that we are still, we are centered. We spend that quality time together before God. But then also understanding the power of your emotions, that it's your emotions that establish the atmosphere of your work environment your work environment is lazy, your work environment, you know, doesn't value time, et cetera, it's probably due to the fact that they are following the example that you have before them. So this is so important. You control the environment. You control the culture. We are a culture of excellence. We are a culture where people do things on time. We are a culture without making apology. We produce without excuse, right? That comes from leadership. But then also, when you do that, opportunities are going to come knocking. Oh, they're going to come knocking, but you must realize that every good opportunity is not a God one. You've got to be discerning concerning your decisions and you can't just, you know, go with the wind. As soon as something comes up, that must be it. You have to pause, be measured to make sure everything you do is a God decision. But then also... Balancing your heart with your head. What can I say? Making certain your heart is in the right place. This is so important to make sure my heart is in the right place because if people don't know my heart, they will never trust my hand. As a leader, you're going to be responsible and privy for things that some people never will be. But it's important that people understand when you execute, they understand that you're doing it from a place in your heart not in the totality of what's in your head. But the final thing I want to share with you today is I want you to remember your emotions can eliminate and they can elevate. Your emotions matter. And when they're disciplined and when you spend time really disciplining your emotions, man, you'd be amazed. You would be blown away how your emotions and the discipline of your emotions can truly, truly. Eliminate you if you're undisciplined, or certainly they can elevate. There are a lot of people who could be at different levels if they understood the discipline behind their emotions. They understood the significance of what they say and what they do, no matter what time of year it is, no matter what time of day. We have got to continue to remind people of the critical importance, right? It is very, very important to make sure, listen carefully that we eliminate anything out of our lives that's not conducive to our growth and continuously reaffirm and pray for those who are connected. Are you seeing it? Those who are connected will be elevated because you handle your emotions well and the people around you. I only elevate people that handle their emotions well, man. You can't trust Unstable people. Think about it. Neither can you be trusted when your emotions are not right. That's why you have to eliminate certain things out of yourself. You have to eliminate certain people because they can't handle the next level because their emotions are all over the place. This is so important. Ladies and gentlemen, listen. Listen to me. Discipline is important, but emotional discipline is even more important because that's what controls our emotive space. That's what helps us with our decisions, our outlook, etc. What I'm praying for is that you really, really become more emotionally disciplined, that you understand the significance of your relationship as a leader with the people to whom you serve. I want to thank you so much. This has been so much fun just sharing with you today, and I'm thankful, and I hope that you will follow me, Joseph Walker Three. I hope you'll share this with someone else. Let them know to subscribe, to listen, to tune in, and remember, man this is an important season it's an important season a very important season because what next level leaders understand is that so go my emotions so go my destiny i want to thank you so much for tuning in today i hope you've been blessed i hope this has helped you evaluate who you need to eliminate and how you need to continue to you know, elevate those who have consistently been in control of their emotions and helped you accomplish what God has assigned you to do. I'm so thankful. I really am. And I, I, I can't thank you enough. And I want you to follow me. Follow me at Joseph Walker 3 If you didn't get it earlier, go to Instagram right now and follow me. And also, when you do it, let me know. Post something about this one and let me know you were blessed. Follow Joseph Walker 3 on Instagram. Follow me there. Hope you will. We'll connect. I truly, truly appreciate you guys. Listen, as a next level leader, your emotions matter. But there comes a moment. You have got to put your emotions in perspective. And and you've got to function. You've got to do what you've been assigned to do. I am so thankful you are tuned in. And I'm thankful that you're going to make certain you handle your emotions. Listen. Until next time, I am Dr. Joseph Walker III. Make sure you let me know you were listening on Facebook and on Instagram. Know that I appreciate you so much. Until next time, you be blessed. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at josephwalker3 I look forward to connecting